I didn't care about Elvis. <laughs> but friends of mine had tickets and asked if I wanted to go, so I went. Oh. And I couldn't hear him sing over all the screaming, all these girls <laughs> screaming. Really couldn't hear him. But by the time I left, I was screaming with them. <laughs> friends, welcome to Dancing in the Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Stovacek. This podcast is about coming back to what makes you hungry for happiness, what feeds your soul. It's about remembering the crazy stories that got us where we are and the things we want to tell our younger self so we don't get lost along the way. It's about our favorite meals and the memories the smells, the taste, the conversations, the people, and maybe even the meals we'd rather forget, but are etched in our minds anyway. So let's have conversations over cupcakes, or we can have happy hour. We'll talk about the music we listened to in the 80s, the music we listen to now. What's our happy place, and why it's so important? I created this podcast because I had lost myself until one day I found myself blasting the music while I was cooking and dancing around my kitchen. These are things I love to do, but I stopped doing them for some reason. Maybe by sharing my stories and those of my friends at the table or on the dance floor, it will help you uncover yourself too by stirring up your own memories. I hope this podcast brings you joy nourishment, and maybe a laugh or two along the way. So ready or not, let's get started. Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here today because I am sitting at the table across from my mother and we're going to have a fun conversation just kind of talking about our favorite foods or mom's favorite foods and memories and all kinds of fun things. And like I said, it's birthday month, which is about family, so we're gonna focus about that. And I thought, what a great person to have on today because my birthday is Saturday, and she's the person who brought me into this world. So uh, we're gonna sit down and have a little chat. So welcome and thank you for coming, Mom. You're welcome. And tell us a little bit about where you're from you have some great stories. We were talking a little bit before we started to record, and uh, you have some great stories and a very interesting history, I guess you could say. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you're at now, and uh, where you're headed. Well, I was born in Florida, which some people don't know, but lived most of my life in Cleveland. Um, lived on the east side around a really nice park that we used to go and play and it was really fun. We played Indians and Cowboys and on trails and it was just a lot of fun as a young person. Then we moved to Maple Heights. I went to high school there and graduated. Then I met my very wonderful, handsome husband, got married, had my family. And then for some reason, the Lord said, let's go out to New Mexico. And I didn't want to go, but anyway, we were out there for four years, and then we moved again and again and again and wound up back in Ohio. Now we're getting ready for retirement. I guess we should at this age. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're moving back to Florida. And um, 
So full circle. Yes. Right where yes. you started from. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll go down there and stay active and try to stay healthy. And the uh, only thing that I'm feeling a little sad about is that I'm leaving my family behind, which means so much to me. But uh, there's a way the road goes south, and I hope they'll come and visit us and we can get a chance. <laughs> That we can come up here yeah. for special holidays and so forth. So right. I'm hoping that, you know, we'll still get to Ohio. Right. Oh, and you will. And, you know, you guys have been going down to Florida in the villages um, for a long time now, like 18 years or something mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. And then you come back up here. It started out you were just visiting, and then the visits got longer <laughs> each year. And, um, and then now you've got a place, and you've been kind of going back and forth, and now you're going to just stay down there mm -hmm. and then come visit here instead so um that's really exciting so when you guys got married you were living in maple heights right right and the funny thing is or what maybe not everybody knows is my dad is a twin identical yes they are almost 82 well we i was born on their birthday and at my age, I still hear the story of how I ruined dinner one year, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so I share a birthday with my dad and his twin brother, and so we all three have the same birthday. But when you guys started dating, like, were there any funny stories because they're identical, even to this day? Like I was saying earlier, they're going to be 82, right? They're Correct. 82 this year. Right. And um, they still look exactly alike. I mean, they sound alike. They look alike. I mean, they just are truly identical. Do you have any funny stories like when you guys were dating that maybe they switched or did, you know, anything like that? Well, they didn't switch themselves, but there was an occasion for whatever reason they switched cars. Hmm. And when I went back to school the next Monday, I had friends come up and say, oh, I hate to tell you this. I don't know how to tell you this. But we saw Ron with another girl oh, no. riding around. And I looked at them and I said, okay, um, let me tell you what's going on here. <laughs> Why they did it, I don't know, but we changed cars. So who you saw was his brother. <laughs> and looking so much alike, I can understand you thought it was Ron. Yeah. So, so you know. It wasn't a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I do have a funny story, though, just now that it's on my mind. Cleveland has the Christmas annual get-together where they uh, turn their lights on and everything, and you go downtown right. to square. And your dad and I were supposed to go down. I got sick with a cold, so I couldn't go. But um, Now, was this when you guys were dating? No, no. This is after we were married. Oh, okay. Anyway, friends of ours that we were going to go with went with another couple from our church. And your uncle and his wife showed up knowing the couple that we were supposed to go with, mm -hmm. said hello and everything. And the couple that was with them looked at him like, you're cheating on your wife. Because oh, no. it was your dad's brother and yeah, his wife. It's Uncle Don and Aunt Karen. Right. <laughs> and they look so much alike. And they tried to tell her... This is not Ron. This is his brother. Sure, right, okay, you know. <laughs> and and so anyway, what happened after a while, well, the next Christmas Eve, I think it was, the next holiday at church, his brother came to church. And when he walked in with Ron, your dad, 
She goes, oh, I guess I didn't see him cheating. Yes. <laughs> his wife. But, you know, she just had, she could not believe how much they looked alike. And so it was, it's still a story we tell. Yeah. Because people have thought that your dad was not him. Right. And, or your uncle. Right. Was your dad. Right. And so he, your dad always had a lot of explanation. In fact, one time a guy got angry because your uncle didn't talk to him when he was oh, in a no. restaurant. <laughs> and, and the guy comes up to your uncle and he says, you know, what's the matter? Why aren't you talking to me? He says, I'm not who you think I am. He goes, oh yeah, right. And he had to show his driver's license wow. to prove he was not your dad. Wow. And his wife works at the local bank. Okay. okay. So your dad goes into the bank the day or so later and she says, the teller that we know says, we didn't know you were a twin. And your dad goes, I'm not. <laughs> so that really brought a lot of looks and thoughts about, oh, what are you telling me, you know? Wow. But anyway, they got over it. But it was a funny story because the guy just wouldn't believe that this was not your dad. And then when your dad, of course, with his humor, right. tells his wife, oh, I don't have a twin. <laughs> it was a little bit of a stop for a while, wondering what was going on. Yeah, well, but, yeah they do that a lot. And mm -hmm. even still to this day, you know, whether we're here in Ohio or down in Florida, you know, people will come up and start talking to dad, mm -hmm. thinking he's Uncle Don. And vice versa, like you yeah. said, you know, people talk to Uncle Don thinking he's dad. Yeah. And uh, so I, I always think that's that's pretty funny. You want another funny? Sure. We went to Florida. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're always looking for your dad to come back down. And this, and your dad's sitting at Panera by himself. Mm -hmm. This guy walks by your dad and he says, oh, when is your brother coming down? And your dad goes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, they, they are so much alike, and everyone just comments on it all the time, mixes them up. It's, right. it's fun. Yeah. And funny, a lot of people determine who's who by their wife. Yeah, by who they're with. Who they're with. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's That's, made life very interesting. That is funny. You know, like you said, you're at a restaurant, and that happens quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, they do go, Dad, you guys both you and your Panera every day, <laughs> yeah. but that's great. So, you know, and, and when you're at a restaurant, there's always, you know, some yummy meal. And, um, for me, there's a few meals that I'll never forget that involve restaurants, but, um, and maybe it's not at a restaurant for you, but tell me about a meal that you will never forget, whether it's good or bad. Is there something that comes to mind for that? Had a lot of really good meals, and it seemed as though when things happened to celebrate, we always went out to eat. Mm. And as I'm sitting here, I had another meal, but I'm remembering now your dad earned, because he worked hard, for a trip to Puerto Rico oh, to remember. San Juan. Mm -hmm. And the first night, there was to be a Puerto Rican buffet, and we were to dress long dresses and suits. Mm -hmm. Come down the escalator, and as you overviewed the area with these tables and these gorgeous flowers, it was just beautiful. And these tables were just full of food, shrimp and all kinds of stuff. So we came down, grabbed a little plate, and started eating, which was the way we were to do it. And as we're eating, this guy comes over to us, and he said, um, You do realize you have a small plate? Yes. <laughs> this is an appetizer. We 
get our meal when they open the doors to the main course. Oh. So we were full. <laughs> but we they opened up the doors, another gorgeous room. There was a lot of people there because mm-hmm. there were a lot of agents. It was a life insurance, uh, not a life insurance, an, an insurance. insurance trip mm-hmm. that he earned and went in there and ate. But I think I was really more taken back by the view of the meal, of the appetizers, mm. than I was the meal. And the desserts, there were three or four layers of tables with all, any kind of dessert you want to think of. Uh-huh. Here's a funny. Oh, Americans eat a lot of desserts. And when they get their plate, they put not just one. Well, I think everybody does that, not just Americans. <laughs> but four or five yeah. desserts. Yeah. But the Puerto Ricans in San Juan only eat one mm. dessert. Time I, I'm slow eater. Time I got to the dessert table, everything was gone. Mm-hmm. So we asked the one waiter, you know, can we get some of the strawberry pie or we, can we get this or that? Because we had looked at it before we ate. He says, no, ma'am. He says, everybody ate everything we have. And you'll go without dessert now. <laughs> so you were telling me earlier about a meal um, that you could, that you were saying something about meals and celebrations. So tell me about that meal that you were talking about. Okay, something interesting with your dad's job happened. It was a a very exciting, happy time. And so we decided to take you girls to the 100th Bomb Squadron mm-hmm. by the airport mm-hmm. and celebrate. And we did a brunch, which had a wonderful meal. And I still think about how, how much um, I enjoyed it watching the planes and everything. And then that's when dad made his announcement about his job. Oh. Now, I don't remember the job promotion, <laughs> but I remember the meal and I remember the time and where we were mm-hmm. and how nice it was that mm-hmm. you were growing up now to the point that you were enjoyable at a meal. <laughs> and so we had good conversation and, and just celebrated. Right. And, and you were saying too, and I so agree with this, is how so many times it's interesting how we celebrate with food. You know, with our family anyway, there's always some kind of celebration and there's always food involved. And uh, so if there was one thing that you could only eat, Mm -hmm. only eat one thing for the rest of your life, whether it's a meal or just one particular thing, like I could eat cupcakes (laughs) forever if I could, uh, what would that be if it was just one thing? Well, I've been known to enjoy seafood. Hmm. And seems like when we go out, I always look for crab legs, lobster, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are my favorites. Um, I enjoy the crab legs maybe more than anything because they can't ruin them at the restaurant. <laughs> well, they could. I've had some bad ones before. Well, but that's something you would like to have? Yes. For the yeah. rest of your life? Yeah. What's something you just cannot eat? There's no way you're going to eat it. Liver. <laughs> I ate a lot of it when I was growing up because I was anemic a lot. And so liver at that time, back in the old days, was the only thing they had to, to bring the blood back to where it needed to be. Oh. So I, and then cabbage cooked and um, th- what, what, there's another thing that I don't like that's cooked. But anyway, mostly the liver. Yeah. I, I can't, I, it smells good. I cooked it. And I thought it was going to really be good with the onions and smelled good. Ugh, I don't even think it smells good. But That's I can't gross. Smell it. Nope. And speaking of smells, <laughs> I 
Is there a smell or a scent that reminds you of a certain place or a time or a certain person? Hmm. Well, I, I know I enjoy the smell of flowers. Hmm. And I remember going down to my aunts who did orchids in Winter Park, Florida. And the smell was just, because she had so many, the smell was just overwhelming. But I still enjoy a nice rose smell or mm -hmm. something like that in the floral right. line of smells. Right. Nice. Now, you've talked, that was interesting what you said about the liver and onions. I never knew that um, back in the day that it would help with um, being anemic. So that's interesting. I never knew that. No iron pills to take them. Right. They were strictly food. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother topic we could get on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're talking about back in the day and um, you were telling me a story before we got on air, before we were recording about how, was it how your grandparents met? Yes. Tell me that story. Okay. I had a Sunday school teacher that said that we should learn from our elders. Right. That they have a lot of wisdom and that we should take time to talk to them and learn from them. Right. So my granddad and grandma lived in Twin City, Georgia, and we were coming by on a trip and stopped to see them. And I was married already. And um, so this puts a time level, uh, time in there. So anyway, I sat down on the front porch with my granddad. And I asked how he met my grandma. He said, well, it's a good story. <laughs> he said, Back in the day, we went around with horse and buggies, and I went out and got the prettiest horse and the nicest looking buggy and went by your grandma's house and asked her if she wanted to go for a ride. Right. Now, she's engaged to my best friend. <laughs> so, I, wait, great-grandma was engaged to somebody else yes. who happened to be great-grandpa's best friend at the time. Yes. Okay. So he said, you know, she was beautiful and I was going to make sure she was mine. So I took her for the ride and the rest is history. <laughs> That's funny. So he wooed her away with the horse and buggy away from his best friend. Yeah. Kind of like that song, you know, my best friend's girl by the cars. That's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and speaking of music, you always are playing music in the background, like when you're getting ready in the morning or you're cleaning, you always have like on your your uh, cable music channel or whatever. And I know we all love music in our family. It's really, um, I don't know, it's comforting, I guess you could say. And we all have different tastes, you know, we all like different kinds of music. But what's your favorite music? Well... I was a teenager in the 50s, so rock and roll is prominent. Mm -hmm. As an older adult now, I enjoy Christian music because mm -hmm. it gives me uplift and promise and mm -hmm. hope that things are, you know, looking good. Right. <laughs> so between the Christian music and the rock and roll, mm -hmm. you know. What station do you usually play, though, when you're playing it on the your cable channel? Like a, I think it's like a 50s. It is all 50s. Yeah, it's yeah. rock rock and roll yeah so that because rock and roll now is not what it used to be at all so no. by saying 50s rock and roll that gives us a better yeah. a better picture so is there um now i know there's a song that you guys always used to say was your song you and dad <laughs> <laughs> tell us that story okay the song is Wake Up Little Susie by the Everly Brothers. Right. And your middle name is Sue. So yes. go on. 
we went to the drive-in movie uh-huh. and fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really late when your dad was taking me home. And we were nervous because it was really early in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And didn't know how to explain. Of course, I went in. He didn't come with me. And I went in and my family, my parents were waiting. So Wake Up Little Susie was the song that was playing on the little speaker in the car when we woke up. How funny. When we got the knock on the window that we needed to wake up and go home. <laughs> Who knocked on your window? Police officer? One of the workers at the drive-in theater. Oh, how funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. funny. So um, is there a song that will make you dance no matter where you are? Hmm. Well... I don't like, know. For me, you don't know this song, but it's New Order, Blue Monday. If I hear that song, no matter what, if I'm sitting, I'm dancing in my chair. If I'm driving, I'm dancing in the car. If I'm in the kitchen, whatever. Whatever I hear that song, I just it makes me dance. Do you have any songs like that? I have so many. I don't really have one. And again, it goes back to the 50s music. Mm -hmm. If You know, I loved Elvis. Mm -hmm. Got to see him in person one time. So oh, really? Where did you see him at? Downtown Cleveland. At, where was it, that at? It was um, the arena, the Cleveland Arena downtown was, on Euclid Avenue. Oh, on Euclid. Okay. And uh, I didn't like him when I went. <laughs> you and didn't like Elvis? I didn't care, I didn't care about Elvis. <laughs> but friends of mine had tickets and asked if I wanted to go, so I went. Uh -huh. Well, by the time I, you know, I and I couldn't hear him sing over all the screaming, all these girls <laughs> screaming, really couldn't hear him. But by the time I left, I was screaming with them because he had such a presence of, um, you know, putting on a good show, good looking and his motions and all <laughs> just kind of gets you excited. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Oh, boy. So you're saying, you know, that's something that kind of got you all excited. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked him when I left the arena. Yeah. Um. So what feeds your soul then? What makes you excited now? What's something that just kind of takes you to your happy place? Hmm. Or do you have a happy place? Oh, I do. I know there's a God that loves me. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of good songs that continue to remind me when things are down, that things will get better. Mm -hmm. Again, that all things are possible and they'll work out. And right. So a lot of Christian songs seems though I listen to fish on the radio in the car. Okay. And sometimes in the kitchen off the radio. The radio station, the fish. The radio okay. station, the fish. Because you know there's a band called Fish. Oh, is I'm there? Sure, it's not. Well, that. I'm not up to that kind of <laughs> I'm music. I'm sure right it's now. not. I really have lost the artists and the songs today because I don't really listen to any of that right. stuff. Right. But any kind of a Christian song, and it seems as though when I need to hear something, that song plays on the fish radio isn't that crazy how that happens where you'll just be like mm -hmm. i'll have my music playing in the background and i'm cleaning or getting ready in the morning or whatever and all of a sudden those lyrics just kind of jump out at you mm -hmm. and i post about this a lot on my social media too because it's mm -hmm. so crazy how it's amazing how like i said you're tuned out you're not paying attention but all of a sudden those lyrics jump out because you need to hear it right right at that moment right at that time and um, and it really kind of like sinks in and just you're like, wow, I guess I did. You know, you, you did need to hear that. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. So any hobbies or anything like mm -hmm. baking? I mean, I know growing up, 
you have a tradition. I know Dominic and I talked last week about the Christmas cookies and, and our mm. little family, my me and my kids' little family, um, our tradition with Christmas cookies. But you always make like 10 different Christmas cookies and you're baking them for so long. I mean, I know that you used to bake quite a bit when we were growing up. Do you still do that or I enjoy it yeah the problem is nobody's there to eat them I know that and so that's kind of hard used to the day after Thanksgiving I started yes you did and I tried to make every favorite cookie for the family yeah so that when we got done of course then I couldn't I froze them right so your father wouldn't eat them <laughs> well except that or some you. of us would sneak in the freezer and eat them frozen and you guys <laughs> you guys ate them frozen yes we did so and then a few later years towards uh, you know i would bake the sugar cookies and then we'd get all the icing and everything on the table and everybody would come over and decorate and it started when chris wanted cookies in california now chris is um grant my mom's oldest grandson Correct. and so now he's 41 he'll be 41 this month because april is his it's, birthday yeah. month too so. right right but yeah so christopher was with the decorating and the sugar cookies you were going to say sorry yeah that's okay so we all got together and decorated of course you guys would make cookies out of something you'd make it something else than what it was it might be right. a bell but you made it some kind of frankenstein like a... <laughs> something so he got a big laugh when he opened the box because your creativity you yeah. guys all have great sense of art like mm -hmm. you see things and i don't see them but anyway he got a kick out of the difference that right. you made in some of the cookies as right. far as you know well and, and when you're saying you guys i think you're you're referring to our kids so my sisters and i have um let's see well i have three three there's eight kids great eight grandkids all together mm -hmm. so the seven grandkids Mm -hmm. we would come over and decorate the cookies. Is that what right. you're talking and, about? And you girls did too for yeah. a while. The yeah. Beginning. Well, yeah, of course. We yeah. would come with the kids and right. decorate the but cookies. But I, I always enjoyed baking mm -hmm. um, cookies and cakes. And, mm -hmm. you know, when everybody would come over, I try to make sure their favorites were there. And you'd always have dessert. I mean, you'd mm -hmm. always had dessert. And if company was coming... And, you know, at the holidays, you would, you always set the table ahead of time. And because that's important, you know, oh, that's I important. I enjoy my company. That's I don't right. want to be messing around the last minute. <laughs> so I do it several days ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. I'm just, like I told you, I'm bad. I'm by the seat of my pants getting ready at the last minute. Well, do, but, you, do you remember when you were younger, how I would sit you on the counter with a bowl and a spoon? Yeah. And I try to teach you how to bake cookies and yeah. cakes and things. And I did that with my kids, too. And I did it with the grand girl, granddaughters. Yeah. They all enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sure that's where I get my, you know, my love of baking is from you. And I remember, too, you know, when you were talking earlier about my great grandma and grandpa, I don't remember him so much other than the pictures. But I remember her. And I remember going to Georgia on our way down to Florida on vacations or whatever. And I remember she used to always make homemade cornbread oh, yeah. and fried chicken mm -hmm. and all that. And, um, oh, I just loved it. I remember, though, the last time we went to visit her, it wasn't so good. But well, it was <laughs> she just was, before she passed. She was just before she passed, right. But I always remember that smell and just remember you know, going down there to see her and, mm -hmm. 
and all that kind of stuff. And it just was, it's interesting how food um, <clears throat> runs in the family, your mm -hmm. love for food, your love of baking and cooking. And, mm -hmm. you know, and you talk about all these different things that we hand down to each other. And, and we've talked about this before. I was such a picky eater <laughs> when I was little, right? Oh, to see. <laughs> yeah, you were very picky. See? And no and I lie. can't believe how you're eating now. Exactly. And that's what I've talked about on here before. Do you remember? I couldn't have my food touch. Yeah. And everything had to be in its own little separate pile. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I remember even tacos. Do you remember? I wouldn't eat tacos because everything was all together. And I used to make you put it in a different, like, mm -hmm. the meat was in one pile. The cheese was in another mm -hmm. pile. The lettuce was in another pile. And there was, and I swear nobody remembers this, but when we, when we were little, Taco Bell had a Bell beefer, which was yes, like, it was, it was a, a thank you. Nobody else remembers that. It was a taco on a bun yes. instead of a taco shell. So it resembled more of a sloppy Joe right. or hamburger. And I would eat that, but I wouldn't eat it in a taco. It was the same meat. Which was so weird. And to look at me now and the things that I eat and that I've tried and, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Yep. So and I remember you didn't mind if you couldn't finish your first course of food, your first helping. Oh, yeah. But then if you took a second, you were going to have to eat it all. You had to eat it all. And I think you sat at the table till 10 o'clock at night, time to go to bed, and you still hadn't finished that second helping. Well, do you remember, that was, <laughs> Renee's going to get mad at me, but the Swedish meatball story. Oh, that poor girl. <laughs> See? Oh, she worked so hard She all did. Day. And I love her so much, and I'm so glad she's a better cook now. <laughs> and I actually told her I wouldn't talk about it anymore, but you brought it up. So well, the meal was good. The meal was good. She worked hard all day on that. Yeah. And she even made a homemade apple pie. Oh. She peeled the apples and everything. I mean, she went from soup to nuts. I don't remember that part. Oh. I just remember sitting at the table till it was dark because I didn't. You didn't like the meatballs. I didn't like the meatballs. <laughs> but now I love meatballs. I'm not, still not a fan of Swedish meatballs, but like Italian meatballs or even turkey meatballs. I could eat those all day long. But, um. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. We could sit here and talk for hours, Mom, about all these funny stories that we had around mm -hmm. food and dancing and, um, you know, what makes us happy, what lights us up. But um, I guess we'll just kind of wrap it up because, seriously, I could sit here and talk with you. We talked about some stories earlier, and um, they're funny. I mean, there's some funny stories because we have a huge family. Dad had, there was eight brothers and sisters in his family, yes. and there were four on yours, so your side of the family wasn't quite as big as Dad's, no. but I had 28 cousins growing up, 28, that's crazy, and now we're kind of scattered all over the place, mm -hmm. mostly there's a lot of them in Florida, and there's still some here in Ohio, there's a few in California that I don't, I mean, I know a couple, but We've got cousins, kids that I don't even know who they are because there's so many people in our family. And um, and there was always, you know, big traditions around food with our family. I mean, we always got together at Christmas or actually back up Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So some of us would gather for dinner together. But then that night we would always get together and draw 
names for Christmas gifts. Mm -hmm. And it was always everybody brought their leftovers or desserts or whatever. And we would always get together and um, with all the cousins and oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get one of my cousins on here. And I have a couple of you I would love to have on um, because boy, did we get in trouble when we were kids. And um, but then we would um, so we would draw names to gift exchange at Christmas. Right. And then on Christmas evening, um, on Christmas Day, we would get together and exchange gifts and mm -hmm. continue eating the rest of the night. So. And all your cousins got along so well. You actually yeah. had cousin parties. Oh, yeah, we did have cousin together. parties. You're and right. I was so happy to see you kids enjoy each other yeah. so much and stay yeah. close. That was fun. That was so much fun. So since we don't have all day to sit here and talk because literally I could do this all day. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question and it can be a literal answer or it could be metaphorically, whichever you'd like, but what makes you dance in the kitchen? Well, we've hit on it already and that's the baking, the cooking, oh. having people come over and enjoy what I've fixed. Yeah. So I look forward to that. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. Then. <coughs> Excuse you. Sorry. So I'm so glad you came today, Mom, because this was fun. Mm -hmm. And I always, every time we talk and hear a new story or hear it in a different light, because as you get older, you just appreciate things differently. Um, it's so fun and it's so enjoyable. So thank you so much. I love you. And I'm so glad you came oh, today. I love you too, sweetheart. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, friends. I always love chatting with my mom every time I learn something new. And I guess now you know where my love of baking and cooking comes from, huh? <laughs> Although we have very different styles and very different tastes, still the fact that we both love to do that is just, I think it's pretty cool. And her story about Elvis was pretty funny. I could totally see her screaming along with her friends. And I have heard that story before, but every time she tells it, I just, I think it's funny. And it's cool that she mentioned how she loves the smell of flowers because my daughter Kaylee is always bringing her flowers. And she always has since she was a little girl, even picking the clovers and dandelions in the backyard. And now she sends her pictures and it's just so cool. You know, it's so fun to sit down with your parents or grandparents and hear their stories. It, it just takes you to a different time and place and really know where you came from. Don't you think it really puts your own life into perspective too? I think it absolutely helps to connect the dots, so to speak. This was so much fun. But speaking of connecting the dots, <laughs> if you'd like to connect and see what I'm up to, then head on over to social media. I'm usually hanging out on Instagram at Dining with Debbie. That's my cooking and community page. And by the way, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-I, and it's all one word, Dining with Debbie. You can find it on Facebook also at Dining with Debbie 33. I would love to see what you are up to as well. Come and join us in the Facebook group, Dancing in the Kitchen podcast, and introduce yourself and join us on the dance floor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
but go ahead and shoot me a DM, that's a direct message, over there in the group, or if someone you know would like to join me on the dance floor in my kitchen, aka this podcast, or if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. If you could take a screenshot of this episode, tag me, and share it with your friends, that would be awesome. Could you also do me one more favor and hit the subscribe button to this podcast and leave a review? It would mean the world to me. Because how cool will it be if we can make a difference in just one person's life by sharing our stories and talking about our favorite foods, favorite music, and what lights us up? I hope you leave today inspired and ready to find what makes you hungry for happiness. So again, please subscribe and join me on the dance floor in your kitchen or wherever it is you find joy. Until next time, keep dancing in the kitchen.